The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. You're tuned in on Inspire FM 105.1, positively inspiring the community. This is Welcome to Islam, a show hosted by Reverts for all the um, um, Muslim community out there. Um, just a reminder that our show is pre-recorded uh, under current COVID um, um, guidelines. We are not meeting in person and therefore we are uh, suitably distanced in our own home. That means that it, on occasion there may be some slight issues with the connectivity so please forgive us our intention is best to provide you with a good quality recording and inshallah this will all go well um, our topic for today is seeking the natural cover um, as we enter our last 10 days of ramadan that's uh, one of our core elements um, that we seek to achieve during ramadan as Muslims. So, Rabbi Israeli Sadri wa Yasili Amri wa Hlul Uqtatan Ming Misani Yafkahu Kauli. Amen. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. I'm joined today by two sisters from the Luther River group that I'm part of. Um, that's uh, Catherine and Kerry. Assalamu alaikum, Catherine. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Assalamu alaikum, Kerry. Wa alaikum salam. Now, we are very, very fortunate today that Kerry actually provided an all singing, all dancing. I'm looking, I'm using colloquialisms right now. <laughs> and uh, um, a presentation on seeking the night of power, seeking Laylat of Qadr. Um, would you like to, to get started with that? Um, yeah, so um, as I did mention in my uh, presentation, uh, for those that know me, you know that I am not a sheikh. Uh, so I'd just like to caveat the start of my of our talk today uh, about seeking the night of power. Um, that this is a reminder more for ourselves, but inshallah, uh, if everyone can benefit, then alhamdulillah. Um, so Lailatul Qadr. Um, what, what is the translation of Laylatul Qadr? So Lail is night and Qadr actually has uh, many meanings. The most common ones being decree or power, but there are also other meanings such as blessing and majesty. Um, I'm gonna try uh, technical things going right, gonna try and play for you the actual recording of uh, the Surah 97 from the Quran uh, so that you can hear um, the Surah that pertains to Laylatul Qadr. Bismillah. In the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. Indeed, we sent the Quran down during the night of decree. And what can make you know what is the night of decree? The night of decree is better than a thousand months. The angels and the spirit descend therein by permission of their Lord for every matter. Peace it is until the emergence of dawn. So that's Surah 97, very succinctly and in the beautiful language of our creator oh, telling wow. us what is the night of power, Laylatul Qadr. Um, and Laylatul Qadr is uh, when, by Allah's permission, all of the angels uh, descend to earth 
and with the command for the next year. So Allah in his infinite wisdom isn't constrained by the time frames that we as human beings are. Um, and everything that is going to happen and will happen is already decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, but on this particular night, uh, the next year's commands are sent through the heavens to Angel Jibreel um, to um, be basically divided out to, to the angels. Or everything is decreed for the next year. And the world is filled with angels and peace will prevail. Um, and just like to take a moment and to think about how the world will be filled with angels. Um, we are given some indication of how many angels there are. Uh, we're told about, for example, the specific angels with specific jobs um, that, for example, that, that guard the gate to uh, Jahannam, the angels that carry the throne of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the um, angels of death, um, angel Jibreel, obviously. There are many angels that are actually named within the Quran. But we're also advised about angels that witness our salah and the angels that accompany us. Um, and if you think about that each person has four angels that accompany us, and we know that what's there on the planet, like eight billion people. Um, so, you know, with some simple maths, we already know that there are billions of angels. Um, and also, of course, the 70,000 angels that are created every day that do tawaf around the Mahmud Beitel, which is the name of the house that is the equivalent to our own Kaaba here on earth is, is um, up in the top heaven. And 70,000 angels are constantly doing tawaf. Mm -hmm. So we know there are uh, so many angels and also as well, they are of different stature. Some of the angels huge. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the other actual translations of Kadda is congestion. Um, and if you think about this many angels all descending onto the earth on this night, mm -hmm. um, it's congested with angels, subhanAllah. They're that close together, there is no space between them. There's, yeah. So mm -hmm. can you imagine? I mean, if we, I mean, it's going to be difficult for us to visualize, but imagine if we, <coughs> these next few nights when we're trying to seek Laylatul Qadr and we think about the angels all around us that are going to be here. Like, even though we can't see them or perceive them, like, just think about that for a moment. That's going to be quite something. There's, that, there's that, an element of anticipation and very much of excitement about it. Yeah, yeah. it's just awesome. You know, these, these are things that really we can't, um, our, brain, our brain can't comprehend that, you know, this amazing feat of all these others, uh, angels that are going to be uh, surrounding us. Um, so when is life for Kada, Rosa? So uh, the, the, the thing about Laylatul Qadr is that it's, uh, um, we don't know exactly. We don't know. Uh, we know that it's, it's we to seek it in the last 10 days, but uh, um, effectively, um, if we were to be realistic from uh, when uh, in the early days of Islam that, you know, everybody started Ramadan on the same day. And uh, now we find ourselves um, that it can be, um, you know, we start different countries or different uh, groups start Ramadan on different days. So we're told to seek it in the odd nights. I mean, our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, said, search for Laylatul Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And that's taken from Sahih Bukhari. Um, the, the one thing about that is that obviously there is great wisdom about not knowing when it happens because uh, otherwise it would be very easy if, uh, you know, traditionally some, some people will say it's on the 25th night and, uh, you know, you'll have certain countries where people will actively just uh, celebrate that and uh, the, the, the mosque, for instance, will be swarmed with people for Taraweeh on that night and uh, it will be so the, the one thing about it is that there's the risk that if you just put in that extra effort just on that night what about the other nights and so the wisdom of it is that we put as much effort on on each of those nights 
um, throughout. Um, and that's because in that way, we can have the hope of, of catching it. Uh, and we have more chances of catching it rather than just being given one day. And what if, what if that was wrong? What if that wasn't the day? And, uh, and we put in all our effort in that one night. And, you know, the, the whole point about uh, and the driving message when it comes to Islam is do small efforts, do it consistently. And it's the do it consistently that is what takes us to reaching our goal. So with everything. That's with everything, not just uh, not just with uh, uh, with a lot of color. That's with with the uh, growing in our dean. That's growing in our efforts. It's just little and often. It's just doing it consistently. So doing it every day, you know, every night for those ten nights as much as we can, because obviously it's uh, you know we have our life to live as well. And uh, Ramadan in itself is out of a regular comfort zone. It's out of a regular everyday living that we do all the way throughout the year. Um, it's it's a it's taken it to to the extreme. So yeah, um, I think I recall. Isn't there a hadith that said our prophet used to tighten his belt? I think it's the words the the English translation during uh, Ramadan and especially the last ten nights. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's kind of a, you know a metaphor for bracing yourself, getting mm -hmm. ready for the real effort mm -hmm. uh, of trying to seek Lalatul Qadr. In these last mm. 10 nights and really you know whatever's gone before is gone now you know here we are approaching these last 10 nights and uh you know whatever we've done in the, the first part of ramadan inshallah will be rewarded but mm -hmm. if we haven't done enough if we feel like we've not quite got hit the mark still got 10 days and these yeah. 10 days are when to maximize that real effort mm -hmm. it's about regrouping yes really Catherine, um, would you like to uh, contribute? Yeah. Okay, so just to summarise, really, um, we should seek um, Lalatul Qadir in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, so, um, the odd nights, which is the 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th and 29th of Ramadan. Yeah, um, um, and we should say as well that, that, that depending on when Ramadan started, the odd nights could actually end up being the even night so even though you know in the narrations we're told it's the odd yeah. nights that little cutter will happen depending on what calendar we followed and you know the sighting of the moon that we followed whether local or saudi arabia mm -hmm. um, or any other country could actually mean that really we need to concentrate on all the 10 nights the final 10 in case yeah. that miscalculation yeah uh, and although there are some um, narrations that it, uh, it occurs on the 27th, actually, it, oh, it, it does change from year 26. to year. Um, it changes from year to year. Um, and so it's best, inshallah, if we can uh, observe it um, or try and, try and observe it and practice it during the last 10 days of Ramadan, or 10 nights of Ramadan, inshallah. inshallah. So what is the reward for the night of power, Lalatul Qadr? Um, what, what is worth this extra effort in these last 10 nights? And as we heard in the surah that we listened to earlier, then this night is better than a thousand months. And I just want us to kind of stop and think about that. Um, a thousand months is actually equates to more than 80 years. So any Yabada that you do on Lailatul Qadr um, is multiplied by effectively a lifetime's worth of worship. Um, and Lailatul Qadr is actually something that was gifted uh, only to the Ummah, the people of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Um, this wasn't something that was established uh, prior to the Quran being sent by Angel Jibril. Um, and the, the, the reasoning behind this is that um, I believe there's a hadith uh, that I'm loosely recollect, recollecting um, that one of the Sahabas questioned our prophet about, you know, previous um, nations that have gone before from previous prophets, for example, Prophet Adam and Prophet Moses, peace be upon them. They had lifespans that were reaching into up to a thousand years. 
And therefore, the Sahaba was questioning, well, how can we achieve the same kind of rewards and amount of good deeds in our short lifespan compared to those of the nations before us who lived up to a thousand years old? And this is why we are gifted with this Laylatul Qadr in order to be able to achieve something in just one single night that will equate to a whole lifetime, 80 years plus. SubhanAllah. Um, you know, so this is why we can't afford to miss the blessings of Laila Qadr. So, narrated by Abu Huraira, the companion of the Prophet. Sorry, that's my Adan going off for prayer. <laughs> yeah. um, said, um, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, whoever fasted the month of Ramadan out of sincere faith, and hoping for a reward from Allah, then all his past sins will be forgiven. And whoever stood for the prayers in the night of Qadr out of sincere faith and hoping for a reward from Allah, then all of his previous sins will be forgiven. And that's a reference from Sayyid al-Bukhari. So as you can see, the, the reward of hitting Laylatul Qadr is so immense um, you know, that this is why uh, we really have to make such a concerted effort um, in these last 10 nights to try and achieve Lailatul Qadr. Now, if we, we look at uh, the early days and uh, um, when, when, when Lailatul Qadr was first revealed, um, obviously, there were questions about, the, in those days, the Sahaba wanted to make sure that, that they, they caught it too. And um, so um, Aisha, um, Radiyahu, um, the wife of our Prophet, وسلم, reported, I said, O Messenger of Allah, if I know which night is a night of decree, what should I say during it? The Messenger of Allah peace and blessings be upon him, said, and uh, the translation for this is, O oh Allah, you are forgiven, and you love forgiveness, so forgive me. But uh, some other translation is to pardon. So as Kerry quite rightly explained, uh, when you forgive someone, you just, you've given them, you've given them your forgiveness, but that doesn't mean that the sins are, expi that they're expiated. It doesn't mean that they are just uh, wiped out. So, but to pardon someone, it means that you actually, that their sins are, uh, uh, are actually just wiped out altogether. So one other translation could be, oh Allah, you, you love to, you, you are um, pardoning and you love to pardon. So please pardon me. Uh, so the, the Arabic for that is, Allahumma inaka afuwan tuhibbul afwa fafu anni. And this was narrated from our Timothy. Hmm. So that's one of one um, one dua that can be made during the night of Lalatul Qadr. Hmm. Um, it's also one dua which is, uh, as I understand, is recommended to do whilst in sujood, but it can be it can be made consistently, and uh, and with heartfelt meaning, and. Um, yeah, and it's, this is such a powerful du'a because mm -hmm. if we think about, you know, when we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment and we have the book of our deeds with us, uh, which has has everything that we've done, good and bad in it, that is taken, you know, when we take into account on this book what we've done, to ask Allah for to be pardoned of the sins means that actually they're just, that page is ripped out. You know, that page with your sin on it is it's not even there anymore. So not only has it been just crossed out, it's gone. It's like it never happened. So, you know, when you think of it like that, it's so powerful that you that Allah's Prime mercy on us is just so vast that we can just by asking for this forgiveness with sincerity on the night of power means you know like if we ask it once it's asking it a thousand times and it's also i mean we can 
the way I don't know whether it is correct, but something for me, my heart, my heart tells me that uh, it's not just for myself, but it's also for all those who have gone before me. Mm. It's asking, yes. asking Allah to forgive the sins of my ancestors. Yes, you can Allah actually to forgive all of the Ummah. Yes. Ask Allah to forgive uh, the generations of Muslims that went before us. So just it's. Um, you yeah, know, you can actually you can pay pay back as well. Yeah, you can actually switch the the last part from mm-hmm. anni to anna, uh-huh. and then that means forgive them. So Allahumma inaka afwan tuibal afwafefu anna means Oh Allah, you oh, love Allah. to forgive. Oh. So forgiving, so forgive them. Okay. Yeah. So you can switch it around. You know, you can say mm-hmm. for you. You can say it for them. And of course, mm-hmm. we, we all know as well that when you make du'a, if you make du'a for someone else, that comes back on you. <laughs> Subhanallah. Okay. So, you know, there's this, it's amazing when you think like that, that, you know, if you, we're rewarded for asking for the forgiveness of someone else. Subhanallah. So amazing. So um, I think perhaps we can, talk a little bit now about what we should do then on Laila Fulkada if we you know we've, we're, oh. we're fast approaching these last few nights now mm-hmm. um, what should we do on these last 10 nights of Ramadan to make sure that we uh, get the most out of the night of power um, and so the fir- the best form of worship that we've been told to us uh, to do in the last 10 nights is to do the night prayer which is also known as Tarawih. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should perform the night prayer in two rakats. So for any new Muslims listening to the show, if you've learned how to do salah, how to do the fajr, the pre-dawn uh, salah, which is done in two rakats, two sets, um, then you can perform um, the night prayer exactly the same way. And it, the best time to do it is in the last third of the night. So for us in the UK, this is the last three hours before Fajr. Um, so basically after 1am. So you can pray uh, the night prayer as is commonly done in the mosques straight after Esha. And that's done for the convenience of the Ummah, you know, for the convenience of those that, you know, might need to work the next day. Uh, that you know they they read the night prayer the terror we pray more or less straight after Esha but the preferred time actually is in the last third of the night um, so if you're already getting up to do suhoor you know let's say you're getting up currently at 3 a.m if you can get up at 2 2 a.m read the night prayer do some dhikr you know that's the best time to do it read some quran um, is in the last third of the night Mm-hmm. I forget the wisdom behind that. I think it's something to do with Allah's descended actually down to the lowest heaven in that time. Forgive me if I'm if I'm wrong, but I think that's my record. I thought the angels are descending to the lowest. Is it the angels? Then, the angels. They are the closest at that time. Subhanallah. Stuff. Forgive me if I got that wrong. So um, yeah. So the last third of the the night um, is the best time to do mm-hmm. the night prayer. And well, as you mentioned. Rosa, to do yeah. the du'a of forgiveness in your sajda. So that's when, in your salah, when you put your head on the ground, that's the time when du'a is accepted. Mm-hmm. And um, so to do the du'a of forgiveness that we just discussed in your sajda of every single salah that you do, inshallah. Mm-hmm. There are also other, other um, additional ibadah that can be done, which are also yes. ibadah that can be done at other times. Uh, but there's at this time in the last 10 nights of um, while we seek for Laylatul Qadr, it's got the, the probably even more weight. Um, so um, two rakah of uh, Suratul Shukr to give thanks, to give thanks for the past year, to give thanks for the opportunity of Ramadan, to, to give thanks for being Muslim, to give thanks for having the Ummah around us. To give thanks for every day that we have the opportunity to um, fulfill our purpose in in this in this life, and uh, and to give us um, to give thanks for the opportunity to work towards um, towards um, reaching Jannah, 
inshallah, one day. And uh, but also um, one other um, surah, one other salat that can be done is salatul tasbih, um, which is, is uh, a sunnah given to us by our prophet. Um, I probably I can give that into a bit more detail um, at a later point, but this one will also expiate all the sins. So that's something else that can be done. Um, so as we reach the end of our first half of our show, um, we've covered Lailatul um, uh, Qadr and the basic details. We'll uh, resume in the second half and talk further about it, as well as share our experiences of it from previous Ramadans. So this is Rosa from uh, um, from Welcome to Islam from Luton River Group and um I'm here with Catherine and Kerry, and we'll uh, meet you on the other side. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, salam. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum. You are tuned in on Inspire FM 105.1. Uh, once again, this is Rosa from Luton River Group. And the show that you're tuned in on to is Welcome to Islam, a show hosted by Reverts for the wider Muslim community in the area. I'm joined once again by uh, Sister Catherine. Assalamu alaikum, Catherine. Wa alaikum salam. And Sister Kerry, my usual partner in crime. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. So, in this second half, we will um, talk further about Lalatul Qadr. Um, we'll, um, I was mentioning earlier about um, Suratul Tasbih. So, if I just uh, give you a bit further information about that, uh, it was narrated by uh, Tirmidhi. Uh, that uh, um, our prophet, um, our beloved prophet, uh, Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, one day said to his uncle Abbas, uh, or uncle, shall I not give you, shall I not grant you, shall I not award you, shall I not do mercy on you? When you do ten things, Allah will forgive your sins of future and of past, new and old, those you have forgotten and those you did knowingly, big and small, hidden and revealed. Then he, peace and blessings be upon him, taught him the way to pray Salatul Tasbih and said to offer the Salah once a day. If not once a day, then every Friday. And even if this is not possible, then once a month. And even if this is not possible, then once a year. And even if this is not possible, then at least once in a lifetime. And uh, there are specific ways to uh, performing Surat uh, al-Tasbih. Um, so that is easily found online if you don't know. Uh, if you, you can always ask a fellow brother or sister, um, they might be able to, to explain to you how to do it as well. There's, there, there are rewards in this. There is uh, that in addition to catching a lot of color, even if it isn't the night, of the Latul Qadr, the Suratul Tasbih, is one way of seeking forgiveness and having those sins forgiven. Even if they're not pardoned and obliterated completely, um, that they are to be um, forgiven. So um, it's yeah. additional that can be done the same as uh, Suratul Shukran. Yeah, yeah, the other Salah that we were just talking about in the break, Rosa, is uh, the Salah of Tajud. Yes. Um, which is the kind of pre-Fajr uh, Salah. Yes, and can be done in, in sets of two. It's generally done in sets of two rakat. So, and you can do as many as you can before it. Um, so, I mean, there are some opinions, actually, just thinking about it, that the night prayer and Tajud are the same thing. Um, mm. It's in the last third of the night. Yeah, it's in the last third of the night. So, you know... Um, if you're going to get up and do fajr, if you can just, you know, get right up as well. half an hour, half an hour uh, before, do your do mm -hmm. and do two rakats of tajud, 
inshallah or, or more or more, or more, you know, or more. yeah it's in in sense too yeah yes. so um knock yourself out if you think it's <laughs> and go for it yeah. and do as many as you can um but of course yeah. as well you mentioned in the first part i believe <coughs> about those things that uh allah loves are those that are small and consistent mm. so um i think i've talked about this in a previous show about things uh, that that we can do in ramadan that we can try and take forward once we leave ramadan mm. Um, and so yeah. if we can implement something that's small and consistent in our life yes. to take forward out of Ramadan, then, you know, alhamdulillah, there's so, so much reward in that. So and for me, really, the, yeah, absolutely. This that's one really of the things to do. You know, if you can do, if you're already getting up to do Fajr, yeah. then just get up half an hour, you know, earlier. And, and, and even and better, do... because you'll be wide awake. You know, it's not, it's not like you're getting up and you're kind of like, oh, are yeah, you doing okay. fudger half asleep yeah fudger, fudger, yes fudger. it's like so you just get up nice mm. cold water freshen up wake up properly do tahajud or even a couple of rakats so that you know when it comes to and you actually have that time to to pull yourself together it's the same as um you know take a moment when you stand on on your prayer mat take a moment to to focus and be fully present mm. be fully present be breathe take a deep breath relax relax your shoulders relax your body you're standing there you're nowhere else you have nowhere else to be there's that's the way you belong and don't you um, think as well when you do the night prayers or you, you know you do the early morning and you've got up in the middle of the night and everything is still quiet nobody else in the street has got up for work yeah. yet or anything don't you find that that is the time as well that your mind is more still Yes, you know, because during I'm the day, selfish. Yeah. I love that time of night. It's just because otherwise, you know, usually, I mean, we're all guilty of it, I'm sure, where, you know, we try and we've got hectic lives and we try and do our slur in our lunch break or, you know, and your mind is still whirring with you know, the dunya, you know, what is going on, you know, with your life. Whereas mm -hmm. for me, I love doing the Fajr prayer and the Tajjud prayer because it's still, it's mm -hmm. quiet, it's mm -hmm. serene, it's, you know, I haven't yet had time to wake up and start thinking about, oh, what am I making for dinner or, mm. you know, whatever. When have I got the kids up? None of that is happening yet. It's just calm, still. It's the best thing in that, really, yeah. that we don't have to, that we, we can be present in the moment. We don't have to be uh, an hour from now. We don't have to be tomorrow. We have don't have to be next week. We, we are here. We are now. Yeah. I'm doing that. Right. So, did it, um, but you, you, you were talking about Carrie in, in the break. You were mentioning about how do we know that we've caused Laylatul Qadr? How do we know it's been? Because obviously, by then it's too late. Because you know, it's a case of it's like, oh, oh, it was then. Oops. Yes. You yes. Know, or, oh, we'll be if we see the signs that uh, Laylatul Qadr was the night before. It's too late. Um, yeah. But then I suppose if you've done a really great night of worship in Abada and then you see the signs the next day, I'm sure there's a lot of satisfaction in that. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to be intention, isn't it? It's like, you yeah. know, if you know that you can, you had the intention, it's like, yeah, Allah, you know, I intended, but uh, my body wasn't, wasn't willing, unfortunately. And yeah. I just I couldn't stay awake or, you know, it's yeah. one of those things. So the, I'm just going to reference the Hadith, which is 2779. I can't remember which uh, book of Hadith that's from, but it's number 2779. So they're saying the moon rises like a bowl. Um, and I presume that means kind of like, you know, like a, a flat crescent shape. Um, the night will be calm and serene, not too hot and not too cold. So mm -hmm. I suppose that's, they're, they're still in time to catch Laylatul Qadr. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the one that the other one, which is the sun the next day will be reddish and without rays. Mm -hmm. Um so then by then if the sun's come up, you've uh you know life's cut has been gone. Um but by then, you know, obviously you just see as you see from from the 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 true dawn all the way to sunrise, then you've got that element at that time, you know, still obviously mm -hmm. by, by the time true dawn has come, it's a bit late, but still. You kind of can see it coming, inshallah. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Catherine, did you want to talk about some of the other things we can do on Laylatul Qadr? Um, yes. Yeah, other things to do um, to increase our worship besides the salah. Um, 
giving to charity mm. or, or, or doing things for charity. Um, there's so many blessings in that. And yes, because, um, of course, you can do things, give of your time. You don't have to, if, you, if you're not yes. well off, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be about giving money. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's giving your time. Um, yes, absolutely. So giving charity is a, is a huge, huge thing that we can do um, to increase our which worship. Is, May Allah accept this from us. Which um, is also why, which is also why traditionally a lot of people will give the zakat mm. during Ramadan and then we probably wait in the last 10 days of Ramadan to actually pay the zakat because there's so much additional reward in doing it then. Whether, it, you know, we're not going to get into the whole misab um, situation of when that was and when that wasn't, but, you know, it's uh, that's why uh, that's what a lot of people traditionally will do it whether that's and and also um i was reading something recently that um Allah mentions in the quran a lot is about um how prayer and charity go together so it's like your vertical relationship with allah through Mm -hmm. prayer but then you have the horizontal relationship with with the community and people and Mm -hmm. the two go together Mm -hmm. which is why if you're doing all this ibadah Mm-hmm. alongside that ideally should be whatever charity you can you can do which actually if i don't mind if you wouldn't mind me plugging something we're still not too late for that i mean it's a case of there is a very good program through launch good where you can do uh, you can donate um, you can set up also you know if, if, it's, if it's difficult to remember to do this you can set up the um, daily donations so that actually as uh, whatever small amount you can afford um will be will be taken from your from your bank account on a daily basis so you'll be giving charity effectively every day definitely. yeah and they do the different ones as well isn't it mm-hmm. they'll, they'll you can kind choose of like, mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you, you can, can also do the one yeah. where it'll cho- you know automatically just choose yeah. 10 10 charities for you and yeah one one thing i would recommend with that is uh, try and choose those that actually uh, give the donations or take donations in pounds sterling because Mm. if there are in other currencies you will get charged by your bank uh, a fee that's money that could have gone to the charity and instead it's gone to the bank so fyi i've learned that from Mm. past experience Mm. Uh, one other one other thing is that there is uh, um there is a, a an actual, there are different groups here in Luton from Discovery Islam that provides a wonderful service to Muslims and converts uh, in general, uh, and do amazing dawah. That's one other group. Um, mm. There is, uh, uh, and there's also the food bank that you can give to. Uh, there's also what's the one that Melissa's involved with? That's the one I was about to tell you. Which is the court? <laughs> is the Courtney Foundation? Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. So the Courtney Foundation. Let me. So let me look because it's at the top of my Twitter account as a pinned tweet because otherwise, because that would just to make sure that um, that people see that when I when they come to my account, and that's the first thing because it's very important. The Luton is the Luton Clothing Bank. And uh, it's, it's related to, it's also known as the Courtney Foundation that provides uh, clothing for adults and children, for people who are in dire straits and are in need. Uh, whether it's somebody who's just arrived to the country as refugees and they only have their clothes on their back, this is something that goes a long way to give somebody the dignity that they, they deserve as Uma and as our fellow brothers and sisters. So um, mm. I hope you don't mind. Well, I'm just going to this time of year. I'm plugging shamelessly. I just well, I you know what? Alhamdulillah, because you know, uh, charity starts at home, and you know, we we have so many needy, uh, worthwhile causes locally to us. Um, you can actually see the impact of of what you're doing, uh, the money you provide here locally in our local town. So, Alhamdulillah, thank you, Rosa. Oh, th- yes, thank you, Rosa. Thank you. Um, other things to do is uh, recite Quran as much as possible. Um, and discussing this, um, you may not be able to um, read the Arabic, so read a, read a good translation. Mm. So connect with the Quran. Doing, and, and that is also something to carry forward um, for me personally. Um, after Ramadan as it has been a consistent and daily practice. Uh, are there uh, any Qurans, um, translations that you recommend, Catherine, that are 
particularly clear and easy well, to understand? I, yeah, the last few years I've been using, I think it's by Mohammed is it Hakim. It's a blue Quran with white calligraphy on the front. But recently I've come across another one called the Majestic Quran, mm. which has a really good um, explanation, sort of tafsir. At the uh, top, the Starry Surah, yes. Um, there's no, um, so there's Arabic and a translation. There's no transliteration. And the other one I just mentioned is also a translation. There's no Arabic in mm. that one. Both of those I, I found really um, beneficial and helpful, easy to read. Yeah, because, of course, there's if you can recite Quran, and, you, you know, there's blessing in that, obviously. But for us, where Arabic is not our native tongue, um you know you can't it's difficult sometimes to try and connect with the the Quran especially when the translation sometimes can be appear a little stiff or you know doesn't quite flow because of course we have to remember that the Quran is revelation it's not a narrative as such of events mm. um and so we have to understand the context of the revelation and that's where the tafsir the kind of explanation yes really kind of makes the Quran come alive um, yeah. you know to understand what was happening in our prophet's life at the time that really then starts to give meanings to the individual surahs and, and what was happening or even just um listen to Quran playing yes uh, during the day so that it's there filling our her houses or our cars or our headphones or wherever we are we can always be then um get the benefit from that because there's something so soothing isn't there of yeah. listening to the quran yeah. there's some amazing recitations that you know you can easily find on youtube or google or whatever there was uh, there was something that uh, we had one of our guest speakers um uh, at last uh, monthly event that actually uh, suggested to listen there is great great benefit in listening to a juice of Quran every day because mm. it actually rewires the brain altogether with uh, so it actually puts us in a good in a good place um yeah. it, it the, so the, the so you know it's soothing and it's just uh, it's um you know it's, yeah and, I mean, it, it, sounds, it sounds a bit please don't don't think i'm being blasphemous when you say you know like they they, they say like with like uh, playing classical music to plants that is good for them they thrive on it and i think we're very we're very much as our human beings our ruh echoes with the with the sound of the quran with the message of 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 of, of allah and of creation and therefore we respond to it our heart is drawn to it and and is is tied to it connects so there's very much um much blessing in that and uh, it's good for our mental health it's good it's good all around so yeah there's just a couple more things to think about that some um one one is zika um which is very easy to do anytime anywhere um we can just sort of say certain phrases uh, and repeat again and again. And that has a calming effect. Um, we're remembering Allah, um, remembering his names. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the other final thing, which is um, can be more of a task, is to, to do itikaf, which is a seclusion um, for the final 10 days. This, this is traditionally being done in the mosques for the brothers to do they would choose to do this um, recent years because of COVID that has been possible, but it is actually possible to do this in your own home, mm -hmm. find a, make a place in your home that is secluded. You're not going to be disturbed, even if it's just for an hour or so or, or a couple of hours, just to have no distractions and focus on Allah, Quran, um, do some dhikr mm. um, and, and get the benefits of that. That's something again to, to practice or to introduce Absolutely. in these last ten days. Um, I remember. I remember actually, interestingly enough, um, it's it's very easy when it comes to, um, as you said, to do it in the mosque, and uh, um, uh, and it's uh, if you don't have the obligations of a family and uh, of of a household, that's something that you can, you know, it's definitely worthwhile doing. Um, 
uh, it was interesting. I remember going to a retreat with, uh, um, was it in Markham? Uh, do you remember, Catherine? I think I was yes, with sir. you at the time. Yes. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, oh, this they has this beautiful, they had this beautiful wooden mosque. Uh, yes. Single floor. And it's just very, very quiet. And I used to just kind of hide in there. I would go in yeah. there to read Quran. Um, but what I didn't realize, there was a brother in there doing the itikaf. And I was thinking to myself, I kind of just realized, I thought there was a mattress laying over there. And I was going, oh my gosh, you know, it was like, oops. <laughs> so it's kind yeah, of like. I mean, normally it should be secluded off. So well, it, but there wasn't much, you know, there wasn't much you could do with seclusion because obviously the mosque was actually being used. It was just one single room and it was also being used for taraweeh and, you know, and, and for regular salah. So I don't know what he did, whether he just kind of like picked up the mattress and shoved it somewhere in the corner, <laughs> you know. But it's a very, it's, so it's, uh, it's, you do what you can given the circumstances. So for instance, I, I spent, um, I spent, I went one Ramadan, I spent the last 10 days of Ramadan in, uh, in uh, Northern Cyprus. And I went on retreat um, at the time. And it was interesting because there were, obviously we just, you stay with the, the different houses in one house, it was just sisters only, obviously one house was brothers only. So that's totally segregated, uh, mashallah. And, uh, and I remember there were a couple of the young girls and they were actually, um, well, one of them was actually doing itikaf and, uh, and basically her sister was the one that was actually going over and bringing her food um, for, um, uh, for, uh, for iftar and bringing her food for, Saju, uh, for Sahur. And, uh, you know, it was it was interesting as well. So it's obviously it's about uh, and there was one other sister that I actually for the whole of the 10 days I was there. She did not utter a word. I saw her as uh, uh, salah. Yeah, I saw her every single salah. She was a new Muslim. She was only wow. 21, only 21, only being Muslim a month. Subhanallah. And there she was, and literally doing doing itikaf for the last 10 days. I didn't hear a single word. And do you know what? On Eid, she was after Eid Salah, she just came over to me and she said, Assalamu alaikum. This is, you know, and I just, uh, you know, and I was just, uh, uh, and, you know, and I just, my name is Amina. And I'm going, oh gosh, because actually the whole 10 days I spent making, you know, making light of it and going oh i'm gonna spend these 10 days guessing your name <laughs> and obviously she couldn't word she couldn't answer you know so it was just uh, it was uh, that was it i said you, you look like an aisha maybe you're an aisha no oh, maybe you're khadija you know it's just uh, and she smiled and she say nothing and it was just uh, mashallah it's just but it just goes to show also some the the, the drive that and the determination that is the steadfastness of new Muslims. And it just it reminded me of what it's like when you first become Muslim. You're just kind of like, you're so driven and so, you know, so focused. So it's, it's really important, I think, if we've been Muslim a few years to actually maintain that. Mm. Not to so, lose sight of that. Mm, mm. So it's one way of rekindling. That's the whole thing about Ramadan. You, you're just rekindling that connection and strengthening it and reviving it. So it's about you know setting that spark going and making it into a blaze inshallah so um no but um should we just take the last few minutes to just talk about how we can plan the last 10 days yes yes i'm not a planner so (laughs) in order to kind of maximize and i forget about it yeah we should plan our last 10 days because um as we've talked about the rewards are so immense and we don't want to miss that chance. No. So I always say, first of all, start with the intention to achieve Lai Little Qadr. We are going to achieve that night and we are going to maximise the, the rewards for that night, inshallah. If mm-hmm. it's possible, take time off work, which I know is not always possible, or lighten your load. Um, one of the things I'm doing is getting some like pre-prepared food ready so mm-hmm. that um, I don't have to spend as long in the kitchen. Um, or do, do kind of very easy things yes to be quite honest by the time by the time yeah. we get to this to the third part of uh, you know the last 10 days of ramadan our our, our body is become acclimated to fasting mm. so it actually the stomach is shrunk you don't feel like so much on the hunger pangs uh, it's more about keeping hydrated or anything else mm-hmm. but uh, so who needs the full-blown iftars i used to 
when I first became Muslim, I used to kind of just go all out because I was looking at what some of the other uh, um, groups, uh, like, for instance, people from the Indo-Pak. I mean, uh, the Lutheran area has got huge uh, um, uh, South Asian mm. community. So just look at them and just kind of these full-blown male okay I work full-time I haven't got time to be in the kitchen you know for that long so just and then I was trying to kind of do you know full meals and you get to the point you just actually you don't need to you just keep it quite quite simple quite simple so hopefully in the last 10 days of Ramadan that is just you got that yeah obviously we've talked about that it's the night of power so stay up in the nights if you can Mm -hmm. and this is an important one if you've had a quarrel with a fellow Muslim, um, seek forgiveness um, because these kind of things can prevent your ibadah being accepted. So if there is anyone you maybe had a crossword with, ask for forgiveness and let it go. Don't hold any ill feeling towards another Muslim in your heart. And of course, as we discussed, the different types of ibadah, try and include all the different types of ibadah through the night so that uh, you can maximize the reward, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Right, so hopefully, thank you very much for that, Kerry, and thank you, Catherine. Hopefully we've covered enough to give everybody that kind of final spurt of uh, inspiration, and uh, inshallah, um, whether you are a new Muslim, whether you're a heritage Muslim, that you, you know, we pray that inshallah, you 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 do meet with Laila Qadr that, that inshallah we all do and we gain this uh, and that we we come out of Ramadan renewed and ready for the next inshallah to meet the next Ramadan. So um, okay, thank you very much for joining us. So this is uh, um, welcome. This was this has been welcome to Islam. And uh, we are the Luton River Group. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, Ramadan Kareem. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Assalamu alaikum, Kerry. Assalamu alaikum, Catherine. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.